He begins each parak as you know with a little bit of chazara because he's, he, and he doesn't care about our opinion. He just wants us to learn, not to grow. Yeah, days. So we'll go quickly through the first page and half or so, and then. And then he start, then he then he goes to the next step. But each one he wants to make sure that we that we have uh, accomplished something until now. So let's go quickly. Nizbar Adkai, page page base. Nizbar Adkai, Shavaydus Adam Lahavi Lakach. Shetikavav Liba Hiyadiy Kiyesh Bari Laelam. This avoda that it should become part of us. It should become something which is mamish fixed into the heart. That there's a Bari Laelam. There's a Creator of the world. We learned that the two basic ways, the two basic ways of going about doing this, that we have to work on. The first, we spoke a lot about the karhadibur, speaking about it, even quietly under one's breath. The karhadibur, and why is it that the, the dibur's speech has such a tremendous, tremendous influence over the way that we feel and the way that we think, and using the karhadibur over and over. A person who wants to be more to awaken the heart, to reveal this nakuda that there's a creator. So first he has to look at this and think about it. Think about it that Hashem created him. is not enough just to think. We must talk about it. Doesn't mean he has to talk to other people about it. That's nice, but not everybody can do that, and not not everybody wants to hear it. But as far as you're saying it, there has to be constant dibur. That it, that's how a Jew lives with Diburim. Shemesh said the Rambam Fiv lo yitachin shechefed zenayt zelavat. When it comes to objects, it can't be that this thing came to the world by itself. And when it comes to people, it can't be that, that if someone upsets you, somebody annoys you, something happens during the day with a person, you have to say not to the person, but you say quietly. Yeah, you know, you shake your head and you walk in, back into your room and you say, it, it 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 can't be that this was something that happened without the Rambam Shalom wanting it to happen. And what is it Rambam Shalom that you're telling me? I'm trying to understand what do you want me to learn from this? How do you want me to grow? What am I supposed to do with this? This guy, this guy just told me this, and, and, and ha, it can't be that Stam, this person was created by you, and this moment, this place was created by you, and and I'm created by you, and I and what and you and you love me, and you want me to learn something from this. So what is it that I'm supposed to learn from you? What is it? You, what is it that you're asking me to learn from here? Help me to understand. It. That was the first cloud. The first cloud was using the Dibur, using speech as a way of driving that point deeper and deeper and deeper into our hearts. Yesh barila Whatever language you're comfortable with, Yesh barila ilam. Akalashani, the second cloud. Lifnas bakal yam vyamzman miuchalisbainus. That a person has to put aside each and every day a few minutes. A little bit of time for his brain is to think. To think. Like Ramchal writes in many places, but it's famous over here. That a person has to leave an hour. An hour free. Okay, an hour where there should be nothing at all of this world that he's Isaac in. So we understand, we spoke about that. An hour, it's hard for us to be masking that, even though we probably could do it. Which is so, we're so completely and totally off track that we think we can't do that. But to put aside time, the to think about this, about this nakuda, that yesh and what, what is my tachlis in this world, and what am I doing in this world, and so on.
and we learned that at least once every half hour. So think for a second and to say something. I can tell you that by that, that in the Tuesday night Shia, the, the women that I'm learning them the first chelik of Bilvavi. But of course, he talks about these nyanim also. The first chelik that that this is you know a major difference between men and women that that the women are lemaisi doing this. The women are really doing, not just learning like an interesting cipher. Oh, this is maybe one day I'll try this. The women are, are mamish. There are women there that are mamish doing this, and they talk to me about it. And and um, of course, it's embarrassing for me because like you know they're, they're way ahead of me. I'm supposed to be teaching this, but uh, but I'm proud uh, that they're, that they're mamish putting this. And I have kisayde that. I'll get a call or I'll meet somebody after this year. Someone will say that I it felt fun. I was tr- I'm trying to do this. It's a whole different life. My life is totally different. There's a lady that's been doing it for the last four or five months with the, with the program. Is sticking to the program. She has the simcha and the chi is her ability to deal with different the curveballs that come up during the day, and and feeling closer to the bnei and her davening. It's completely different. Every half hour. Half yeah, in the half hour program, right? To try to in, inject. That Yezh Barila element and it makes the whole. It seems like okay, this it's a very, 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 very big thing and it works. Now he says, "Im chaseim echad mishnayat naim echalalu." If you're missing one of these two, in other words, you're not using the word speech and you're not thinking, stopping to think. It's very hard to apply these things. Like if you're waiting for the film to come out, it's it's very hard that you can actually change. You know, by just learning it, by you know, once a week. If a person does not put aside an hour to put aside some time, for his bonus for thinking, then, then the fact that that every now and then during the day you might think of it, if you don't have a, ser- a more serious amount of time that you put aside for it, it's very hard that it should begin to work. And if you don't use if you don't actually speak about these things, Hamachshavas Parchas Avir. Everybody knows, thoughts come and go; they just flutter around in the air and they disappear. Thoughts, nice thoughts, they come and go. It's very hard for you to even say. If someone said, "What was your wherever you dive, What was the Rav's Joshua list?" I'm saying, even if you were there, even if you were there, what, what did the Rav speak about? What, what his iris did you have from last Shabbos from the Josh? This week lunchtime, people can remember. Lunchtime. Yeah. Yes, the rough vote last week's Josh was. <laughs> what was last week's? What was last week's Josh? Rick, can I see you this morning? <laughs> what was? What was? What was the Josh? What was the? What was his service? So you know, and it's an amazing thing. It could be on page pay base. Pay base. Hey hey. Um, Rick, I really like you here because usually, usually they invite people to sit down in that chair. <laughs> they like you. Hey, base. So, and it's a funny thing. You'll hear something, and and in your heart, let's say the rub says something, or you're at a shear, and you know, and you and you feel like that's a that's a chosher of a thing. Not because of the, not because it was some sharp. I'm not saying like in learning, but it was a thing that may, gave you a moment like to feel like a better Jew. But then, but then it's gone. It's just it's gone. Could you imagine if if you would chaser that over, if you would say it over, if you would say it over to yourself? I'm not saying that, you, that, that, that people should. Hear, you would say it over, and to live with that word, and to live with that. Uh, you have a chin. 
No, no, here's the shirt right here. And to and to live and to, and to live without his, to live without his oyrus by 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 using the kaya dibur to be misboining to be misboining. In other words, you hear, let's say, a good vibe. Somebody was saying to me yesterday an interesting thing. I don't mind if it's on tape because why not? I have uh, this point in time is already. So, I'm not really going to get invited to conventions anymore. So the. Somebody asked me like when they, there's a like a verse from the Ishbitzer. So there's a verse from the Ishbitzer that he saw inside. He saw inside the Meshulach a verse from the Ishbitzer. Meshulach is a very hard safe. These to be warnings on each other's safe. Unless you want a chassidim, of our chassidim, don't learn it. He's just saying the safe. Only for Anshe Shlomeinu. So nobody it doesn't say that. So somebody told me that he learned the, he learned the Torah not in the Meshulach, not from the Ishbitzer. And it was a mazel. He said, like a month after that, I heard a tape of Shlomo Kalabach, and he was singing a song. And he said, "Ah, you know how he talks, Rabbi Shlomo. I, guess I have to tell, share with you something, my dearest, dearest, sweetest, dearest, something from the Holy Yishbitzer. And he said that Shlomo said over the Vart from Yishbitzer, and it was that Vart. It must be one of the, one of the big Varts. And, and, and Shlomo said over that Vart from Yishbitzer. So the guy told me, he said, it blew him away. It totally blew him away, the way that Rabbi said it. And without, without the guitar in the story, just the way he explained the vart was totally, totally different and unbelievable. When he said, when he saw it, it was like, ooh, wow, that's interesting. And he just kind of knows how to learn. It's not like the guy that, that told us he doesn't know how to learn. He knows how to learn. But he said, when Shlomo said it, it was like, it was me'en alam It was a totally different thing. So, so I was discussing this interesting thing. I was with my son-in-law, and Binyamin said, he said he said the truth is he said he said Shlaima when he when he when he learned the piece of Nizab would say he chewed it over. You know what it means to chew over a tire? It doesn't mean you look at something from Lucius Levy of Nizabitsa and you learn it and it's a thing and you feel good because you understand. And then you feel good, right? Because you understand, oh that's what it means. That's the track. You understand what Nizabit said, look at this lady says, So you feel good. You accomplish what you want to accomplish. And you know what? You feel even a little bit inspired. How could you not feel you learn something to do slave? You learn from its topic and you feel oh it gives you a little chizik. But then you go on to the next tire. Right? Or you or you think about something else. That's that's not how that's not how Shlima does it. When you when you see how he says a tire from the Ishbitzer, you feel that he was thinking about it afterwards all day. He ate with it when he went to sleep. He had it on his head. When he davened, he couldn't get out of his head. And then finally, finally, it, that it ended up someplace on a tape that he was talking, that he was singing a kumzat singer some heaven. That's after he already chewed it over, chewed it over, and thought about how and how to say it and what to say. Every good rabbi does that. You know, that's how you teach. If you chew it over, and you, and, and you, that's 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 how you give over a tire. Same thing that when it comes to when it, uh, how much more so that when it comes to when it comes to this nakuda a machshava when you just think about something even if you hear something good it's machshava just goes you have to chew it over you have to that's why I mentioned to you I mentioned in shul I mentioned here that's why you tell the ben harosha haki the ishbitzatake says haki eshinav what do you mean to hit him on his teeth why are you hitting the guy in his teeth the rasha and the Haggadah why are you hitting him what's with, what's with his teeth so the Ishbitzer said that the only reason I said this uh, that the only reason that this Yid that this Yid became a Rosh is because he swallowed Yiddishkeit he didn't chew it if he would really chew Yiddishkeit good then he wouldn't be a Rosh but it was shoved down his throat 
You hear that word? That's why you hit him on his teeth. You didn't use your teeth the right way. It means when you, when you, if you would have chewed on Yiddishkeit, you would have gotten... Because Yiddishkeit is Givaldi. So you're going to run your whole life saying, you know where I'm not from? Like I had somebody, I had this lady that told me two years ago, she's angry because I told her, she's divorced from somebody, some I said. So she, she was angry because I'm pushing the kid to go to Yeshiva, to go to Yeshiva for the year. And she doesn't want the kid to go to Yeshiva. So, I, so she left me a message. It was a, a stacking message. I called her back, and I and, and I and I said, uh, and I, all of his friends are going. It's not so bad. He'll still be a good. He'll, he'll come back. He'll be all right. She said. She said, you want to know why? She comes from from family. She says, you want to know why I'm not from? So I really want to say, no. I don't know. I'm calling about your kid. I'm not. She says, you want to know? So I said, why aren't you from? She's because the rabbis like you. That turned that turned me off. That because the rabbis like you. So I said, that's I said, that's not why you're not from. That's not why you're not from. Because we didn't talk until now, and you haven't been from for the last six years. <laughs> so, it must be something before that, that that got you out of being from. But anyway, we're talking about your kids. So let's leave that aside. You know about why you're from. You're not from. <clears throat> so you want you know just to say to a person like that. The reason that you're not from is not because of Weinberg. If that, that was your Yiddish guy. Because let's say I said something. To, I didn't say anything. I just said, why can't your kid go? I think that's all I said. So. So that's why, and if that did enough, like to set you off from the whole, th- you know, animamins and 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 everything, like the, uh, you know, the, the whole Torah misses because of, because of, and there are people who walk around the whole life saying, you know, why I'm not from, like the second they see a from person, they have to tell you why they're not from, right? <laughs> so I tell you, why I'm not from is because this happened to me, and my and my father was from, and he did this, and my, and, and then I was in the diamond exchange, and I saw, yeah, I saw a guy looks like you, and you don't know what he did, he he ripped me off, and that's why I'm not from. So that's not why you, the reason that you're not from is because you didn't chew on your Yiddish guy. That's all. It's one thing. Therefore, the Rashi says, You give him a patch and teeth. Because you didn't chew on your Yiddish guy. Because if you would chew on it, it's the most wonderful, most delicious thing. The problem with a lot of boys in the yeshiva is that they think that the Rebbeim chewed on it and that they're giving him out already after they chewed, but they haven't. They might have chewed on the Tysus, but they didn't chew on the Rebbeim Shalom. So the, so the kids just take, you know, what they're hearing, they don't, they don't chew it on themselves. But if you chew on it, then it's good. Same thing what he's saying here, is to have a thought that's good, Yezh Barlam, a fleeting thought, it's mamish, doesn't, it doesn't change a person. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. That's why I told you a few weeks ago, there was a year that came to Lubavitcher Rebbe, and Lubavitcher hadn't seen him in like 70 years. I said, what, what kept you? This guy was in communist Russia. In jail and in all kinds of crazy places, and the whole time he was like a Haisa fiery Chabad Chassid in all these crazy places with the with the communists. And, the, and he came to Kran Heis, and the Rebbe says, "How do you? What kept you?" So he said, "A word from the Rashab, meaning from the Rebbe Rashab, from Rab Shalom Beer, that this Yid remembers that he heard a word from the Rashab, and he said, I, I lived with that for seventy years. I lived with that. That kept me going. We don't even remember the word. If we would have heard it from the Rashab, somebody said, what, what did you hear about the Rebbe before?'" I don't know, something about God, I don't remember. This year was in jails and in Siberia and who knows where. And he didn't give up anything. Why? Because he heard a word from the Red Rashab 70 years before. But he chewed on it, you understand? Because the Emma says any word of Tyre, if you chew on it, it can keep you going till 120 plus. Any word of Tyre. But you have to you have to chew on it. That's what he's saying. But a machshava, it's perfect about the Kamesh Machazal, Machshavas Thoughts thoughts don't end up establishing anything. Thoughts don't necessarily work out to anything. So this says now we can begin to move forward. Let's go forward and step by step 
Hashlav Harishn Bavayda, the first stage now of Vedas Hashem. Shushayach is a kol yachid yachid. That is shayach to each and every Jew. Whether you can understand the Gemara, you can't understand the Gemara. Whether you come from this background or that background, every Jew is what? Huliyaseid es loshiyesh bayoylam. Is that it is to establish strongly included in yourself that there's a Creator of the world. His kind of similar We spoke about this a little bit last week at the end. How do you know when you're ready to move on to the next shlav? Which he's being very careful about moving on with us. But how do you know when you're ready? We spoke about this at the end last week. That your thinking about Hashem becomes so natural to you and so much a part of your day that you don't have to force yourself. Okay, now it's time. Let me think about it a little bit. Let me let me think for a second. Let me say the words Yesh Barilam. But but it becomes so much a part. It's become so much a part of you that your soul demands it. Like a person becomes God God forbid a person becomes addicted to something. You think somebody has to tell this guy that it's time for you to shoot up. He doesn't have, or he doesn't have like a little, a little thing going off on his, uh, on his telephone or on his beeper, that, uh, or his wife calling him, honey, you, you need to have, a, you need to have a little bit, you know, marijuana, cocaine. He doesn't need any reminders. Why? Because his body is dirish the drugs. His body tells him, you didn't have a, you didn't have a fix already in the last, you know, day or two. The body is telling him. He doesn't need any external things. He doesn't need any alarm clock. He doesn't need anything outside to get him going. Right? Why? Because it's become already, it's become, it's, it's become part of him. It's, it's who he is, unfortunately, in that case. So what he's saying here is that this connection to Hashem and this, and this need to, be, to, to, to remind oneself that there's a Bayer it comes to a point, and this is exactly what some of the women have shared with me, it comes to a point where, they, where it's an addiction. Except it's an addiction that gives you life and makes you happy. But it becomes an addiction that you can't go. You can push it, can't do things and go and go places without in a healthy, nice, normal way. You do what you have to without the Bari Island. Obviously, that's going to change your whole approach towards doing an Aveyor. It's going to change your whole approach to doing an Aveyor. And Aveyor becomes more and more unthinkable. As, as, you, as you become conditioned in the world of Kedusha, an Aveyor becomes something which is, is much, much less appealing. It becomes so unattractive to you. Masha'ani came when your whole Yiddishkeit is just from 20 years ago and an occasional thought about God so then in between those thoughts and in between those nice inspirational experiences like every Neila to the next Neila so what happens so a lot of things happen because you're not living with the Bariyayla you're not living with the Bariyayla that's what we're talking about this past Shabbos you were at the Shia you were at this last Shabbos you're talking about this Indian of uh of how Rabbi Yosheber of Soloveitchik explained how we, we progressed, mankind progressed from being nomads, wandering nomads and tribes, to eventually being farmers and settling in villages and towns and building cities. He says, in Ruchnis you have also people that are nomads. Oh, show me with it. There are, no, there are nomads in Ruchnis. What does it mean? It means uh, a little a little avart, a little tire, a little this, a little davening, a little, a little uh, sukkah. You know, but the whole thing is, you, you pitch your tent, and you, you like it a little bit, it's nice, and then you fold up the tent, you put it away, and you move on to something else. But that's what's done before, that's what we're to live with the Rebbein Shalom. That means Baruch HaMokah, Baruch HaMokah Baruch The Rebbein Shalom is called Mekayim Shalom, this is my place, I live with the Rebbein I live in the Rebbein this is my place.
This is, it's not it's not something that every, every now and then I got to have a minchah. I mean, Yehuda Levi talks about the Kuzi, about the Chassid, about the Tzaddik. He says that he just he can't wait to the next minchah. He can't wait to the next time that he has an opportunity to, to be alone with the Rav Can you imagine thinking about davening that way? Thinking about davening. Who told me the other day? One of you told me last week that that, that they daven someplace. That he says that that the advertisement in the community is that that uh, the davening here is like a, like it's like uh, they call it a matzah minion because no davening is more than eighteen minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, shachas. Shachas. They call it a matzah minion. Eighteen minutes. You're in, you're out. After that, you become chametz. If you're there too long, if you stay, right? Matzah minion. I said, you're kidding. He says, no. So there's a matzah minion where he lives, and it's packed. Not only that, but guys come late and leave, and leave early. <laughs> guys come late and leave early. That's a pella, no? Can't figure how long it takes to put in your tefillin. It's not like they're coming already bedecked in tefillin, you understand? Guys, just put on a thousand tefillin, takes three minutes, four minutes, put on a thousand tefillin. Guy comes late, puts on a thousand tefillin, and is able to still, I don't know, leave. Right? There's such a, what does it mean? So it means you understand. It means I, 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 don't, I, I'd rather not do this and if I have to do it, let's get it over as fast as possible. It's like someone's giving you a shot, or you know, you, you got to go to the doctor. You know, if I got to do it, let's get, let's get it over with. So I got to do it. Okay, at least it's a madrig. He feels he has to do it, and that's a limutzchus on a Jew also. He feels he has to go to shul. That's also a nice thing. At least he wants to go to shul. It's a limutzchus on a Jew. It's true. But let's get it over with as fast as possible. You know, no reason to prolong my agony. Bershalom, you're not enjoying this, I'm not enjoying this, so why don't we just call it quits? You know, I'll do it, but, I, but let's just get it over this as as possible. So, the person's not, he's a nomad. A nomad means he, he get, goes from place to place. He never he never got a muck with the Bershalom. That's why people could dive. That's what you have now. What's the latest thing in our generation? I don't know if you have it, some of you are from Brooklyn, wherever you live, Muncie, I don't know. But you have now in every Jewish neighborhood people daven fright like they have minyanim in the houses. They don't go to shul, they're in the house. I'm not talking about someone who lives far, far away, and there are only a few Jews over there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who has a shul three blocks away. My father said, How you talking? He never heard in his life in Europe that there was such a mitzvah. And even in America, he said, There were shtiblach and there were shuls. They didn't have a minion like on the block. What is that? What's the meaning on the block? Besides the big shal and halacha, there's a whole truth from the Mishkanis Yaakov. Mishkanis Yaakov is one of the biggest of the Achron in the Mishkanis Yaakov. There's a whole truth from Mishkanis Yaakov. He screams and yells and curses people and starts making minyanim in the house. What do you think you're doing? It's a whole tire there. And in halacha, because there's, why? Because you know, because even though it has man milsa, if you use the place only for davening, you set aside a room. Like I think Mr. Thurm, he has that, right? Where he has an archaidish and he has a room in the, in the in Woodsburg and he made a shul over there. Okay. That has pashtas, that has kedushas basic classes. That already has a din of a shul. But if you have a Friday night minion in the basement, and then and then and then Shabbos and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's ping pong and uh, and, and knock hockey, whatever, or uh, stop sitting around and drawing around. What are you doing? So what are you dawdling over there? There's no kedusha basic in such a place, right? So so what's this thing that people have to go? They want to go to daven. Uh, you know, that they have to have a minion in the block. So it's raining. It's this. It's that. What does it mean? Let's get this over with. Hazman Mosul. Hazman means that Jerusha, it's a beginning in, in halacha, but something, a Dalit Shaddus, like a Sefer Torah, a Tilm, or a Kedusha Basic Knesset, there needs to be an official proclamation to prepare a declaration of, of readiness that 
even really, you know, orally, or at least. So there in the tshuva, there's a tshuva from the Nevi Yehuda that his son wrote, the son of the Nevi Yehuda wrote a tshuva that if, if you have a room in the house where the person sets it aside for davening and he puts up like shamus like Maidim on the wall or Bukhshmeiz or he puts up, you know, the shamus of Hashem, Yukevavke. So that already the Nevi Yehuda's son said, no, 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 maybe that's Hasmana for a shul in the house. But Pasha says that's only if you set it aside to, to, for a place to daven, but not if you use the room for different things back and forth, especially if it's got to be things that are not that are not holy or whatever. These people sit there talking about stand Narishkite in that room. So there's no Kadush basic connection. It means that that all of the all of the amazing things that the Gemara Bracha says and all the things that the Rishonim and Achronim say about what the feel how it's heard in the shul. Makam Rina Shantahitvila, right? Makam Makam that in that place uh, that all of the schoolers of being in shul a Jew's ready to forfeit is he has a mini on his block. So he doesn't have to walk three blocks. All of those schoolers of what it means to have, to have a, a shul with this unbelievable things that it says in the Svam and the Chazal about a shul. That it's a Mikdash Ma'at. And you're standing in a, a little bit of a Mikdash when, you, when you're standing in, in, in... All of that, you march on for what? For three blocks? I'm not talking about an old man. If someone's sick, God forbid, or needs a minion in his house, it's a mitzvah to help the guy. If there's an older person, if there's a Talmud Chachim that can't walk the shul, if there's someone, temporary, on a temporary basis, you make a minion in the house to help him. What's this thing, though? Every few blocks, there's another minion in the house. I don't know if you have this in other neighbors. I just see now neighbors, this such a thing. What does that mean? Why? How, why did this start? What was wrong? Why can't you go to shul? It takes too long. What is it? It's too far. It rains. It snows. But think about it. What, what, why is it different now than it ever used to be? The Territ says that we're not living with the Bernishlam. To live with the Bernishlam is a person who has a mockum. We're nomads. I dive in once in this place, I dive in this place, I dive in here. There are people that I could see in Shul. I don't know who, who, who you're here sometimes. You're not here. I don't know what. I'm, not because I care about membership. I don't know who the members of the Shul are. I'm not, that's not what concerns me. I've been yelling about this before I, I, I was a rabbi in any Shul. To chap. You hear somebody you daven? Depends. <laughs> Mincha. What day? <laughs> During the week. Whoa, 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 whoa. Depends. Right? Shabbos. Shabbos. Where do you daven Shabbos? Uh, until laning, I daven in this place. But they have a balcony I can't, I can't listen. It's too much for me. So for laning, I have another place on the corner. What about Musaf? Musaf? No, Musaf, uh, Musaf, I have a third place. There's a rabbi there. Musaf, 30 seconds in and out, Musaf. So I can put together like a whole package. They should do that in the next Chinese auction in Flatbush, one of the schools. They could offer you a minion package. Like I see that they have Gedolim packages, right? You saw that. They have pictures of the Gedolim that they sent you there just on a trip. And they had pictures in the Chinese auction. My kids showed me this. They showed me what? You thought, right? So my kids brought me the booklet from some Chinese. I'm not saying anything about that. Any, I don't even know what institution they should make. I'm sure they're doing good things. I'm not chasu shalom. They're trying to make, uh, uh, you know, a to do things. I got you there. I mean a bit, right? On the on the moisid. But I'm saying, my kids today, look at this. And they bring me. They love to look at the kids. Love to look at these uh, Chinese auction things, right? So a kid brings me a thing. And I look at this, I said, what do you mean, they're selling Reb Chaim Kanievsky? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, the winner gets to take Reb Chaim Kanievsky home? There's a picture of Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and Mechel Lafkovich, uh, and uh, some other tzaddik. And, uh, and... 
Rabbi Simon. So this is the pictures, and it says underneath. So what is it? It says underneath that 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 the, it's a trip to Israel, and the trip to Israel includes they're going to take you to. They'll take you into the the people from the Chinese auction, whoever this 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 yeshiva. Whatever. They'll take you into the to, to meet the to meet the gedolim. See, so you're opening up the Chinese auction. It's got on one page, it's got it's got furniture, and the other page, it's got like an iPod, and then you got Rebbe Yes. Now I know it sounds like I'm it's make, I'm making a big deal of nothing. Because again, I want all the meisters to be mitzvah, and all trying to think of angles. But I I I told my wife I just want to give me a knife, not the gosh, but to hurt myself, to nice and clear. I just don't know what to do. As this the shalom is to put pictures of Gedolei Hador and cheapen if if Reb Chaim would see that he would he would he would become sick. If if those tzaddikim, if Reb Leibstein would see that it's like this to make like an after to try to draw it to sell a ticket, if it's stuck and everything else, but he, he would what is it? So the terrace is if you're Yiddishkeit. If you're if you're a nomad, if you chop a little of this and you chop a little bit of that, and you chop a little mini, you chop a little bit learning, you chop a yontiv, you chop, everything is to chop. But it's not that you live mamish in the Rabbanu Shalom in such a way, and that you and that you it's your kviyus. This is what we're learning how to do: how to live with the Rabbanu Shalom every minute of the day, not just a little bit in the morning for a few minutes, a little bit of mincha, marav, a shir. All that's nice, but how do you set up a home? I'm mocking with the Bainshalom. And the only way to do that is is Bainanus and Diburim. Thinking about the Bainshalom and speaking about the Bainshalom. Those are the Kalim that the Bainshalom gave us, our minds and our mouths. Without those Kalim, it doesn't work. Because you could hear a nice vart and you went to a nice davening and fifteen minutes later you could be sitting on the train and be saying God for the trust of Lashnahar. Fifteen minutes after the davening, fifteen minutes after the daf, you know, I mean, you could be back, you could be sitting on the train and looking at some girl across you in the train, Khalila and all the machshavas of Stoim and Amayr. And how is it? You just had the daf, you know, I mean, you were just looking in the Gemara fifteen minutes ago, and you saw the words Omar Baya Marav, Omar of Yehuda Marav, and you were just looking at this brayse, and you're asking the the Rebbe a good question in the Gemara, and then you're sitting fifteen minutes later, you're sitting on the train, and you're looking at a shiksa across the train. How's it possible? I'm a lepnish with the Bainshalom. You don't live with the Bainshalom. There's nothing to hold a person. Only if you live with the Bainshalom. If the Bainshalom comes to the onto the train, and he pulls up right next to you in the chair next to you, the Bainshalom, then, then there's a fighting chance. There's a fighting chance. But if the Bainshalom is sitting back in shul, and you're on the train, so what's going to be? That's the first thing. Allah Nefesh Atma says that what so what? That the person's own soul is demanding it. It becomes so much a part of you that you can't be without the Rabbi Shalom. That's what Rabbi Yudalev is talking about. How the Chosid, how the righteous Jew, that Sadiq, he can't wait for the next Davin. He he calls it the pre hasman that Rabbi Yudalev says it's the fruit of his time. He goes to work, he does whatever he has to do, but he looks at his watch, he's anxious, when's the next appointment that I have with the Bainshalom? When's 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 the next time? When's the next appointment? It becomes a part of who you are. And that gives you chiyas. Klamar nefesh tavaz devarim sheyesh la tshuka lehem. Devarim shehim argisha, shehim kabelas mehem chiyas. That you feel it gives you chiyas. 
if you just get into that, you know, you try to do it because there's a Shiva, what am I going to do? I'm trying to, you know, intellectually convince myself that this is the right thing to do, which obviously that's how you start. That's okay to start that way. But it means that means that your soul is still not excited about this. Because you still have to force yourself. You have to force yourself. You don't want it. Until you begin to want this, it means that it's not yet second nature and you have to work and work and work and work. That you should become mamish, mamish, a part of your actual existence of how you live. When you're already at a stage where you're where you're addicted, where your soul already demands is tavas says, I need the rabbi shalom. I need I need thirty seconds of fix. Zui raya, then that's a raya. That's a raya that this nakuda has already become a part of your of your life, mamish a part of your life, and that's how the tzaddikim live. That's how the tzaddikim live. Nakuda zu on l'sha eriksim ka'aisi habreishis. We're at the very beginning, the breishis. Hayidiyashes barilaylam. This awareness, this thought that there's a barilaylam, a creator. Zu eni yidiyashal avayda. We're not yet. He says we're, we're not yet. Uh, at the second, at the next level, we're just at the very beginning. But we have to get this down pat before we could build the next level, the next story, the third story, the fourth story. We really can't. It's very hard to move on in our avoda unless there's a bariyolim in your life. Once there's a bariyolim in your life, then you move. Then you can move on. And how to how to have more of a shaykh and so on. But there has to be a bariyolim. However, even though it's only the gracious and it's only the foundation, this itself gives already chiyas. This already gives you life. It already makes life sweeter and better and stronger. Like we learned, the Hamid like the Novi, the Gemara says that the Novi Chavakuk says that the Novi came and Hamid Alachas Tzadik Benasi Yechia. All of Yiddishkeit can be summed up in this one thing, Tzadik Bermanoso Yechia. That Tzadik lives by his Amunah. That means he lives with his Amunah. His Amunah is not just something once in a while. He lives with the Amunah. And that gives him all of his Chiyas. Tzadik Bermanoso Yechia. That's what gives him his Chiyas. That's his fix. Tzadik Bermanoso Yechia. What gives him his Chiyas? Amunah. And any thought of Amunah? And any avoid in Amunah? Any challenge that he has is to him. Any challenge to his amunah, is, it gives him chiyas. Not like us. When we have a challenge to our amunah, like, like let's go back to the train and the, and the, and the girl across there. Any, uh, anybody like us, so it's, uh, it's like a, it hurts and you start to get nervous. And if you're trying, so then it's an isoyin in amunah. And you try to mechazi yourself to have amunah and not to look. To, have, to be mechazi yourself. But we dread those situations because we don't have to go through that. Not the tzaddik. The tzaddik, he has a chiyas from that. What does it mean he has a chiyas? He has a chiyas from any challenge that comes his way. It's not, he's not nispal from it. Other Even though all of us say, I don't want any nisyanis, because we know. We know that for people like us, it's better not to have nisyanis. But the tzaddik, like the Gemara tells about <clears throat> that choice that was made, we're not even masking what it means. But if a person, where, the, where, where you have, that there was a road where they can go on the road and there there would be no Nisyanis. 
I don't want to talk about the problem of what was going on over there, but there was one road, if they go on that path, then there's an Nisayin, let's say, for Avadazar, the other Nisayin is an Nisayin attest in the Indian of Gilei Rais, of a woman that's not proper, right? So there's no choice, you have to go one or the other. What's she do? So, so the, the conclusion is Avadazar, so one said the Avadazar is already, there's no Taiva for Avadazar, who cares? Avadazar, we're not interested anymore. The other Taiva, the other taiva we're interested. There's still a there's still a big kaiyach when it comes to the taiva of gilei rais of women. So that so therefore, now any of us that have decision to make, so therefore which road do we take? Let's just chazes. I want to make sure we get it right. Then we go to the place where where there's God forbid the avodah zarah because there's no taiva for it. And we just walk past and give a spit and you keep on going, right? That's for us. But by the by, by the amiroyim is different. Where are we going to go? Dafka where? We go down the other place where there's a taiva. Because there, there, there's still something in the world of that taiva, and there we could take it on and to, and to vanquish the dragon. We're not allowed to do that. We're not holding that. In. But that's such an Indian by, the, by its tzaddik that to him it doesn't. It's not any more scary and frightening. What's going to be? What's going to be? That I remember this that I told once in shul that, that was in the a mice in the country. Tell you, there was a. I was talking to somebody. That the, 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 without all the protomos of the Maisa Shahaya, it was like this that there was a Gera camp, Gera Hasidim. That the Rebbe, their counselor Rebbe, was, the Rebbe was taking them on a little, uh, they were going into the woods like on a teal to show them to, to sing and to show them salamanders, whatever children do. So it's a nice thing. So what happened? So it was like it was it was the wrong weather. It was like it was like 110 degrees one of those days, and they're all wearing the whole Gera garb. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing with the, they, with the garland and everything. These these the kids, the rabbis, they like dressed like you know to the hilt, and they, and they and they're walking through, and they got lost. They got lost. The kids got lost, but the rabbi they all got lost. They got fadred someplace. And the Rebbe got very scared. They, they were supposed to go for like 15 minutes, and they didn't have water. And the kids, and uh, there was no having to take off your coats, maybe cool off a little bit, you know, take off our coats, right? And the hats, everything is on. And and the Rebbe got scared. So what did he do? So they're dragging around. He he started to get scared. They didn't have cell phones or anything. So finally, they were dragging and dragging, and they came to one of the. There was a village. I don't know which one, whatever one of those Stadler, Harleyville, uh, South Falls, but there was a there was a stop, there was a shtetl over there because they they came to a place and there were stores, so it means they can get drinks, right? So, so the Rebbe, this is what happened. The the felt the, the Rebbe said, okay, because they were like they were like fifty, sixty bachim. So the Rebbe said, not, the bachim are not allowed to go, and yeah, they're very, very, very strict. The bachim are allowed to go into a store. No going into the street, no going into the store. No such thing. So the Rebbe's going to have to do it. But the Rebbe can't carry all these uh, snapples, whatever they're going to drink. So the, so the Rebbe had to take with him two bachel. This I'm, I heard this from someone that was, that was by the mice. He had to take two bachel, because otherwise, and by now they were going to faint. God forbid, they get dehydrated. So two, he took two bachel, two of the most, two of the choshev, choshevist bachel. In the Chavra, and he and he said, before we go into the store, all of us together are going to say ten kapitel tehillim, 
that, that none of us should be nichshon in the store to look at the wrong thing. That we shouldn't look at God forbid anything. To go into the into that store to get whatever by the gas station to get drinks. That we should we shouldn't be nichshon not to look at a, a God forbid a magazine or a lady not to be nichshon. And he said that all the chassidim stood there, his bachim with the rabbi, in the forest, screaming out ten kippurlich tehillim. He was leading them. They screamed at these tehillim that they should mechazek the boys and the rabbi that they shouldn't be nechshal. And that they went into the grocery, and they came back, and they said, and they said we were masliach and masliach, and everybody was excited, and they had drinks and they did a recut in the forest. This is a mice. I heard this around 12, 13 years ago. I alternate between having the biggest Chalisha Sadas in that story and the biggest Chizik in that story. I guess depending on what day I'm going through, right? So we look at that and we say, What's the matter, boys? What's the matter with you guys? Yeah, I have no problem. I, don't, I go to the store all the time. And if we would have been there, we would have said, You know what, Rabbi, stay here with the guys. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this. We don't have to put everybody through this. You know what I have chizik from that in our generation there's still such a pureness. Because of course the Rebbe's right. We're just so lost we don't even we don't even think that we have to we don't even, we're so we're so completely jaded from the schmutz that it's not like al hadas that it should be an even avoid. It's not even al hadas that should be an avoid like that. But those kids for the rest of their lives are gonna remember that 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 thing that the Rebbe was mechazek, he said tell him, and that then they came back and they went metzli- they were metzliach, and they had the, they kept their eyes down, and everybody's probably laughing. You can be sure when they went to the grocery, you can be sure that all the hicks they're laughing, like they laugh even with us. So they're gonna laugh with these guys coming in from the forest, and, you know, buying a couple of cases of drinks for the guys. And we could sit, we could sit in the, and we could sit in the in the in the, in the, coach, the pizza shop, with all the bachim, the meiluchs, everybody sitting around schmoozing and talking, doesn't, and we feel like we're so God fearing. So we 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 don't the Sionis are very far from these things, and therefore we have to understand that that's our avoda. When a person reaches a madrega like a tzaddik, tzaddik, and, and such a madrega, that it, that davke that, he, that it's not a, he's not to go into the store davke, and to be able to and to, and to because he he has such a, a kedusha, and that he's able to hold himself in such a way. That's somebody that mamish is with the Rebbein Shalom 24 hours a day. A person that lives with the Rebbein Shalom 24 hours a day. You have to, you have to, you're in an office here, and you're around, I don't know, I guess there's some women here, also receptionists. Yeah, but what does it mean, Bechlam? What does it mean? I don't know if they're from, they're not Jewish, they're not Jewish, what you have, what does it mean? A person that he, that he, that he, that he shouldn't be nechshol, or masik, what that means? Only someone that lives with the Rebbein Shalom, and that is, and that, and that, as the Rebbein Shalom is in my thoughts and the Rebbein Shalom is on my, in my mouth that Kulei Hai could, could be able to, 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 to be Matzliach in these Nisyanis uh, or else or else he's just fooling himself like, like the word that I always say from the Rebbe Bunim that the Rebbe Bunim once said that the Rebbe Bunim said that uh, he said that when a Jew comes to Yom Kippur you should feel you should feel that you're standing with your head your head on the guillotine and the guy standing there and the blade is over there and the, and the and the guy's about to, is about to pull the thing away. That's how you should feel when you come to Yom Kippur. So the Chassid asked he said, Rebbe, what happens if you don't feel the way? He says that means that they already cut your head off. <laughs> it means that they already did it. Because if they didn't do it, then you should feel that way. It's Yom Kippur. How can we don't feel that way? 
Because I already did it. Now, how do you get your head back on? How do you get it back on? That's what we're learning. That's why that's why we have Swarm like this foul generation. How do you get how because we're all walking around. If if, if, if we could see a, a Ruchni is like a film of what we're all walking around like with ties and stuff. Well not me, but some of you with ties and like this and that and your briefcases and your and your laptops. But there's no there's no head. It, it would be funny if it would be a movie, no? There are no heads. Just like everybody walking around. There are no heads. Heads and hearts. No heads are just like this, just bodies. A, a person that's the avayda to begin with, to screw the head back on, and to, and to get a, a heart transplant. That's how we start. That's what he says. The kudazu under the middle of the page, pegimul. The kudazu under shanoish. Yeah, no, no, yeah. A little bit further. Yeah, kamesh is going to tell me the, the end of that paragraph. Haguf noishem avir, vahaponim haleiv shaladim kivyachal noishem emuna. That it comes to a point. Where the person, where the, where the person lives with the muna, the same way that, that what that the body has to inhale oxygen in order to live, but the person, the heart of the person, kivyachal is noishem. What is it? What does it inhale? Emuna. That I need, I need emuna in order to live. I can't live without emuna. That's what it means. Tariq, say, that's his chiz. That's his chiz. The same way that the chiyas of the body, what gives life to the body? Food. Moznagashmi, physical food. The same way the body needs nutrition in order that the body should be able to be well. So too, the soul of a person needs to eat. It needs to be fed. Doesn't say that. Huh? Doesn't say in the It says It's a mistake. Okay. Right. So it says A person doesn't. A person doesn't live by bread. That's what takes care of the body. But what gives? What 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 feeds the neshama? What gives life to everything, not just us? How is it that this, this table is able to breathe? This table is also breathing, even though the scientist says it's not breathing. Or maybe it is, I don't know how that works. But this table is also breathing. The rock is breathing, the wall is breathing. What gives it? Like the Ariya Kaddish said. Every. It's the same way that the bread gives a person's body life, but that's not really gives gives life. The Rizal said, "What gives life to the person is the nekud of helakus inside the bread." That's the the point of God. That's inside everything gives life. The same thing. This world is breathing. <coughs> this table is breathing. Everything is breathing, which which is what the mighty Hashem. Because the Baruch says the letters shin lam table, and that's what gives life to the table. The table also has a mighty Hashem. Everything has a mighty Hashem. Because the Bereshalom says, therefore it is. The Bereshalom is infusing it with his chiyas. That's how, that's how anything, nothing can exist without the chiyas that's given from the Bereshalom. Atem chayis kula. It's the same way that the person's body needs food in order to survive. And that's the chiyas, is the food. So the nefesh has chiyas too. The chiyas is the lakus inside of everything. That's why when a tzaddik looks at everything, he tries to, he tries to pick out from that, that lakus. 
In other words, what can I get from this? From what I'm eating now, the bracha that I make, what elokus? When I meet somebody, what what elokus can I take from this meeting with a person? When I learn something, what elokus? Whatever I do, wherever I am, the tzaddik tries to tries to find what's the elokus inside of this, because that's the life, that's the mitzvah Hashem. And then he takes it, he swallows it, and it, and it gives him chiyus, and it, and it gives and it gives life, and it gives him life. When the Bedichva, as I mentioned a few uh, of time, when the Bedichva after, after, you know, the Bedichva used to fast two days. Yom Kippur, fasted two days. You know, he was Machmir, Sveki Diyam, he was Machmir, two days Yontav Yom Kippur. He went straight. His entire life, he fasted two days, the Bedichva. So they say on the Kedusha's Levi, when he would come back from Yom Kippur, from Shul, the Kedusha's Levi would go the whole way back to him. Oh, am I hungry? Ugh, I'm so hungry. He'd come back from Shul like that. I'm hungry. And then they would come back. You imagine, you know how it is when you first step into the house after the Yom Kippur. So, oh, yeah, am I hungry? And, the, and everybody, the family, always sat down to have to have uh, whatever, something to eat. And the Kedusha said, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. And he would take out what? You take out Masech the Sukkah. the Sukkah. Ah! That's how he went, straight like that. Masech the Sukkah. He would learn the, he would learn the Gemara for an hour. Masech the Sukkah. And then he would go outside and put down the first thing for the Sukkah. Hey, am I hungry? Oh, this is so good. That tastes good. That's how we, that's how we ate. Masech the Sukkah. That's, that's how much it was. That's how it, that's how it nourished him. That's what gave him Chiyas. In Chiyusa, the last paragraph. In Chiyusa Shaladim Hunidvar Machayim. If there are other things in the world that give you life, that give you your Chiyas, other things in the world that give you your Chiyas, whatever that is, something else gives you Chiyas. At least it should be something which is Mutter. But if something gives you Chiyas, Vadav and Nippas Eslak Ba'alma. If we're saying that officially Torah gives us life, and we don't, gives us life. <laughs> but it's something you just think about, and you know it. Then that's not. Then it really is not work. It's not really true. I mean, if you say Kehem Chayin, the Torah gives me life. Do you really feel that way when you've gone a half hour without Torah? You say, eating gives me life. After a couple hours, you feel that. No, you haven't eaten for a couple hours. Then you feel like uh, my life is ebbing away. I haven't eaten already in 15 minutes. I need something, right? An hour, two hours. I haven't eaten. I'm starving. I'm dying. I'm dying. I didn't eat. So, if something is your life, you understand that you can't live without it. That's that's the simple meaning of the words. It's my life. It means I can't live without it. So, if Tyra is your life, if their bright is your life, then you can't live without it. It's not complicated. And if you can live without it, it means it's not your life. It means you like it to be, that's good, and it's supposed to be, and we're going to try, but it's not yet. Just to say, because you go to, you want to shul in the morning, say, it's my life. It's my life. Hmm? Say that if someone tries to take it away from you, you get upset, nobody would give up to you. But it's my life. Person, a person that can live without it means that he just knows that it's his life, but he doesn't feel that it's his life. I riot. He hasn't learned for the, he hasn't learned for a while. He's still he's okay. Like I said, you could be the, you could be the best yeshiva bacher during this month. I'm talking about this pesach, but also you could be the big, best bacher during this month, right? And you're learning very nicely. Then it's ben azman. The guy doesn't pick it up. Doesn't pick up a gemara for for three weeks. 
Ben Asmanim. So, even though he's a, he's a very good learner during the Zman, could you say that it's his life? What do you mean? Only, he, 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 does anybody take off life? Like, does anybody have Ben Asmanim when it comes to eating? Like the guy fasts for three weeks and you ask him, how come you, you, you know, you're, you're starving? What's the matter with you? He says, Ben Asmanim. <laughs> no such thing. If terror is your life, then how do you live without it? So then either you're saying something, it's just a piece of knowledge. You heard enough shmuz and you're able to repeat, like a parakeet. Tar is my life, tar is my life. You say it in a parakeet. Tar is my life, tar is my life. But then you go without, without how do you how do you live without life? So you say, a person needs a vacation. Oh, the Hashem wants you to, have, to relax a little bit. That's not a problem. But how could you live without opening up a safe? How do you live with it? How could you know? How could you? How do you even walk someplace? You go on a trip someplace. You have to go in the car. You have to go on a business trip. You take a safe with you. You never see pictures of a Baron Cutler. There's no such thing as a picture without him carrying a Mishnah Brewer anywhere. Wherever Rebbe I'm sure he knew Mishnah Brewer by heart. Everywhere he went, he had a Mishnah Brewer. So they asked Rebbe, Rebbe, you knew you, you knew you're not gonna have any time. You come here like you had to go straight to this thing with Zulus. So he says, I know, but maybe, 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 maybe. But uh, but I, if at least I carry the Mishnah Brewer with me, no, no, maybe. That's what it means, can't play Means I can't on them without this. There's there's no life. And someone says to you, they use the Grime expression, get a life. You hear that expression? Get a life. What does it mean when someone says that? Get a life. It means that obviously you, there's something in you. You don't have chiz, so get a life. So you should get chiz. If if Torah is a person's life, if, ter- if that the emes emes is a person's life. That, that, that you can't live without it. If being if, if, if tefillah is your life, then it's hard for you in between the time of davening. And you're not looking for a, a shortcut out of davening. I get, if I get the shul ten minutes late and leave ten minutes early, Shabbos will be like this. If I go there, that's kihem chayenu. What does it mean How do you come late to shul and say kihem chayenu? I mean, something happens. Things happen. I'm saying like regularly. How do you how do you catch up on the words kihem chayenu? You don't find those people doing it with eating. They're on time when it comes to food. Not only that, but their wives are uh, the wives have a pachet every single day. That my husband should come home and I shouldn't have the food ready within 10, 15 minutes, a half hour. I'm ready. You know, we might have to go to Besden already. If I don't have the food in a half hour. But when it comes to Kehem Chayeinu, come late. It's time. Kedavim later. Not sitting around like like the Bedichev used to after after Yontif. He was sitting around that he was looking at his watch when he first be able to put on the film, right? Because he didn't put on the film the whole week, so he was looking to put on the film for the first possible time that he could put on the film. That's Kehem Chayim. So how do we become like that? If you want to, if we don't want to, because it's not like because we're not like that, so we don't want to. But that's our avoid as Jews. When you come to a point where the soul demands it like food, a fix, I have to have it. Then you're ready for the next step. Now we understand we're not ready for the next step. Okay, we're not ready for the next step. That's like we fool ourselves. But we're, taught, we're trying. We'll, at least if we see enough and we learn enough and we go back over it, so maybe, maybe Bez Hashem, we're going to really, really, really want to be that way. But, but we're, not, we're not really holding by that. And if I always feel funny because he says, now you're ready for the next step. <laughs> I feel bad because he really thinks we are. You know, he trusts us. But we're not. 
but, 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 but by learning it and then going over it again and again, so then Mr. Shem will be will be ready to continue with the next step.